All right, welcome to Talker League's Wacky Wednesday and Round 6 edition, brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. Let's bring in my newest main man in Shawnee. Well, from a great showing last week. Unfortunately, Kyle, you didn't. You weren't there to defend yourself. But uh, how's your week been, bud? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Uh, bit bit down on the fantasy side, but everything else is looking up. I think we're a bit like the Tigers at the moment, just shuffling around, bringing old faces in. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. I, I think I was the low. I think I was the lowest of talking league crew. Um, captain Hopgood, which which hurt me. Um, definitely hurt me. But who was your captain last week? Yeah, Hopgood. Swap oh, maybe no. ten minutes before kickoff. I regret it. <laughs> From Grant or who was your who was nah, it on? Cleary, I had. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Never <laughs> again. Never again. <laughs> Never. I'm with you there, but especially him starting from the bench. And Kyle, this is uh, your opportunity to claim back main man status. How have you been, mate? Have you enjoyed your week off? Yeah, it's been good, mate. Um, I only just recovered from that uh, Sunday that TK was over, mate. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend and. Uh, yeah, mate, it was firing pretty hard on the weekend um, in fantasy and just like the Warriors, mate, going to carry on winning. Carry on. Oh, I love the confidence there. Look, it's you're expected to win this week, so it's a very dangerous game for you guys. So you, you sort of, how's the excitement? Yeah, mate, it's 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 um it's, it's definitely exciting, but we have to just not uh, not get too far ahead of ourselves. You know, it's only round five or round six this week. We've, we've definitely we've looked good this year. We just can't uh, can't uh, take it for granted too much. And with the Warriors resting twelve players uh, from training yeah, today, um, you know, that's a sign that the travel. The, the, the five games they've played have definitely taken a toll. So it's good that Andrew Webster isn't hasn't flogged them out and just made them keep training. He's actually realised and um, you know recognised that the guys need a bit of a break. So hopefully that helps them to freshen up, ready for another travel up to uh, Newcastle this weekend. Yeah, look, it's good signs. You, you don't want them to be, become the parameter of 2022-2021 where they beat the hard teams and just just fall fall away against the easy teams. So no, look, yep. good luck to you there. Uh, before yeah, cheers, we rip mate. into bot. Before we open to buy, hold, sell, avoid. So talk, it's going to look, go into our partner. Talking League is partnered with Game Day Squad to create our own official fantasy league competition commencing, or it's, it's starting. It's already started two weeks ago, so we've got two weeks left. So we've got 5K over the next two weeks, thanks to Game Day Squad. So get ready and register for free at gamedaysquad.com.au or download the app. Stay tuned for our socials and podcasts this week for further updates on joining the Talking League fantasy footy competition. So if you haven't joined yet, join the league. Uh, the comp code is NRL0HRKT, all capitals. Uh, this would be in the episode notes, so don't stress if you, if you miss me talking about it. But two comps, which is capped and open. Um, capped is 1,500 and 1,000 for open. So, mate, good quality prize. I, I believe um, the winners are, are getting paid this week. So happy days for them. But you're registered now for free at gamedaysquad.com.au or simply download the app and get started. All right, uh, we're going to stick with my main man for this podcast. We'll go Shorty. <laughs> Shorty, who's your, who's your buy, mate? Nicole's shaking his head. He's upset. But, hey, be, a, big, a big showing from you, Cole, because you can snap your back into that. It's like, it's like fighting for the belt. You have to sort of – you have to dominate the, the person to come back. So, but we'll, we'll start with Sean. We'll start with Sean. From, uh, who's your buy for this round? This week's a bit a bit of a boring one for me. Um, I'm going Isaiah Katoa. It's probably not a massive group of people that are going to buy him, considering there's 52% owner already. <laughs> Jeez, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, but with 
people that don't have him and might need a quick cash down to make money for Heinz, he's probably a good way to go. He's got a break even of nine in the last three weeks, 31, a 25, and a 32. And I think him being at the seven, he'll do a lot of the general kicking. Last week, he got 350 kick meters, and it's only increased every week. And Nick Ream is not a massive organizer, so I think there'll be a good chance for some line breaks as well in there. If you get about 30s from him, you should see about 150K in price rises. Very nice. No, I like that. I like that. Good, good buy there. Kyle, who's your, your buy for this week? You've got to bring the heat this week, mate. It's big bad Ryan Madison. I reckon he's uh, he's primed, ready to go, man. Uh, he looked real good last week in the middle. Um, and I know you guys talked about it last night, uh, Andy, that I think in the middle he gets more of those attacking stats. You know, he gets more opportunities to offload um, and just, you know, just really hitting the teeth of the defence and, and, and getting those those big, huge guns free to, to get plenty of decent offloads and plenty of decent attacking stats and, and run metres through the middle. You know, he's a workhorse. He, he makes plenty of tackles. Very rare that he gets a lot of um, negative stats as well. So I think that um, Ryan Madison could be a real good look in this week. Um, price at 777k. So all the sevens, a bit of, bit of good luck and a, and a BE of 48. So I think that's easily achievable and he's still, still got a bit of money to make, I think. No, I like that. No, that's a good shout. Um, I, I've gone a, a cheapy for this one. I've gone my buy is Isaac Fa'asuma Alawi. So he's 253k. He's only played two rounds this week, but I'm just, I feel like just taking a punt on him because I'm looking at the casualty ward for the Titans, and the only prop they're missing is Jamin Joloff, and he's out for, till round 17 with a pectoral injury. So we've got Sam Barrels, who obviously has a collarbone injury, but that's such a straight swap for. Um, uh, Randall, yeah, it's straight up to Randall. Mm. So like, he got 40, 48 minutes last week. They, they bring in Cleese Haas uh, this week as well for his uh, first, not first game, but one of his um, debut games as well. So I, I don't know, I'm just liking the liking the odds. Like a lot of lot of minutes spread across the, the bench there, and he's two hundred fifty three k. If he can get forty eight minutes around that sort of um, minutes per game, I feel like it's a great cash potential. Um, but I feel like I'm just getting way too many mids. <laughs> There's so many mid cashies here. There's Hammy and Selly. Corby too much. Yeah, maybe I've got the opposite mid strategy. <laughs> no no gun ones, but heap of cashies. <laughs> just, all, just, the, just the mid strategy with all the cashies. <laughs> hey, it's still a mid strategy, so yeah, Jesus is not yeah, wrong. <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's our bias for round six. Um, Shawnee, who's your hold for, for round six? Uh, this week I'm holding Paddy Carrigan. Uh, he has a 74 break even, which isn't ideal, but I don't know how often he's only going to make 12 tackles in a game in 53 minutes, which is a bit wild to me. He had a couple more offloads and attacking stats, but they just didn't have enough work rate in the middle with them dominating the Tigers. It might be the same against the Raiders again, especially if Sticky brings Tarkin on for 30 minutes. But I think it's worth one more week. And then if it doesn't work out, you might be able to move him to Matto or a non-origin middle at that point. Yeah, okay. No, I like that. That's a good shout. Kyle, who's your hold? Yeah, my hold's Jermaine Hopgood. I mean, that sounds like a few people are wanting to get off him. And that's just madness. Like, he's... He's still, you know, he's still going to come off the bench probably, you know, 20, 25 minutes in. I actually think he'd be better against a softer defense where they're a little bit more tired. He's not, you know, that Sting's already taken out of the game a bit. He comes on, gets those, it's like Maddo, gets those offloads, but he gets so many good base stats. It's just a machine. He's still going to make 50 plus points, I think. I think you're just crazy to sell him. Um, you know, he's averaged 64.6 this year, and that's only in 68 minutes. 
So why why go selling someone that, with, a, with an average like that who doesn't, you know, only averaging 68 minutes? Yes, he's played all those 80-minute games, but, man, he's shown what he can do, and he's still got money to make, and he's still going to give you decent output each week. I think it's absolutely crazy if you want to let him go. Now, I think you're spot on there. Um, and look, he's only played over 70 minutes twice, and one was 71 minutes and 84 minutes. So it's not like you're expecting him to play 80 every week anyway. Mm. So I feel like his, his best minutes is around 60, 62 minutes. So I feel like he'll still get those gun points. So I feel like it's a good hold there. Uh, my, my hold, so obviously yesterday I was a bit off – um, bit off the boy Katoni Staggs, especially scoring two tries and scoring 28 points, um, which is very upsetting. But I feel like I'm going to hold Staggs, and I feel like maybe people should because they are with a great team. You have got ups and downs of, of Katoni, but I feel like if he's not injured, um, he's still a gun centre. And I feel like we, I think Corbett's put him in, in that hold. Um, uh, a social post on, on Insta, and I feel like it's – it maybe second-guess myself about trading him out. So I feel like I'm going to hold Stags just because he, he, he is a quality centre and yeah, they are hard to come by. But if you can still get Bird into your team, try, try and get him in. <laughs> but that's my hold for this round. Uh, all right, our sell list, main man Sean, who's <laughs> just sell for round six. I think we've got a bit of a para theme going on tonight because mine's Josh Hodgson. He's got to go if he's in your team. The last two weeks with Brandon Hands in, he's got a 12 and an 18, still in 50 minutes. But he's just missing heaps of tackles. Last two weeks, seven and four. And it's just not busy enough in the middle, making enough tackles. He's getting about 0.5 every minute. It's just not good enough. And he's already, he hasn't lost a heap of cash, to be fair. He's lost about 60K. But at this point, he's got to go. Oh, I think you're spot on. I think 2.17% of people own him. And one of those uh, persons is tra- our trap team. <laughs> so I guess we'll, I guess we'll right there by, by picking him as a trap. Uh, obviously, those first two 80-minute perform or three aiming performances were definitely an outlier. But no, nah, I think you're spot on there. You can b- better off saving your money and, and selling that 469k and yeah, going somewhere else, getting a little cheapy mm-hmm. that we mentioned earlier. Uh, Kyle, who's your sell? Yeah, so uh, my sell this week, it's someone that you've just spoken about, Andy, that you think we should hold. And I've gone, I think, a Tony Staggs is sell. <laughs> so <laughs> I really like... Sort of, you hey, know, convince the, me. The, convince me otherwise. Convince so, me. Okay, Let's go. so for me, I just don't think, you know, we hype, well, the boys hyped him up a lot during the preseason. Yes, he's a gun centre, and but he just hasn't lived up to the hype he's lived up to the old Katoni Staggs in the last few years where he just hasn't really performed. You know, he's the only reason he's getting decent points this year is because of like the last 10 minutes of their games. That's where all his points have come from. Like, you know, that, that game he played when he got that hundred meter breakaway, he was on what 20, 25 and he got that hundred meter breakaway and got the try, which earned him about another 20 or 30 odd points where he cracked that what 50, 55, whatever it was. I just feel that he's just, he's, He's just hanging on by the thread of his teeth, and he's gonna he's gonna let you guys down real soon, I think. And I think you know, maybe not this week, but I think it's coming. And I and I know I do understand. You know, I know centers are up and down with their scoring, but for someone like Tony Staggs, wouldn't you be expecting at least thirty every week? And I just don't think he's gonna last much longer, and he's gonna start putting out those those poor performances, especially when they start coming up against stronger defensive teams. <sighs> yeah, I might, have to, I might have to go back to my gut feel of just punting him. You know, like, yeah, do it. I'll do. I'll do a bit more research. But yeah, you're not wrong because they do come in, in the final ten minutes, and 
I think I was mm. talking to TK yesterday and it was just more about a, a clarity of mind of his ups and downs scores, you know, and just that that anxiety that you're like, he's on 10 and then automatically he goes yes. to 40 within five minutes yeah. of the game. So it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. For, for my mental health, I think maybe he's a, he's a trade. <laughs> and, you know, and you said last night, you know, he's missing a lot of tackles as well. You know, like one-on-one, he always slips off. You know, he, yes, he makes tackles, but he slips off a lot as well. And for a centre, if you want good centre scores, they have to be good defensively. Someone like a Campbell Graham who doesn't really miss a lot of tackles, you know. Jeez, I've got rubber arm. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of grubbers he scores as well, which are just eight-point tries, which doesn't really help. And I think yeah, true. the way that Broncos play, he just doesn't get enough early ball in attacking sets. It's always at the line with Walsh or mm. Reynolds, which really mm-hmm. hurts him as a player. Yep, 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 yep. Well, it's, you've sold it. I've, uh, I've changed my player to... I've changed him to a self. So who's your hold now, Andy? Uh, or hold is Jack Bird if you have him. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it for cells. Uh, avoid. Who's our avoid list for for round six here, Sean? I've got Jack Johns um, from Newcastle. He's at lock again, which is ideal, but there's also Kurt Mann at 14, and I'd imagine Adam Elliott's back in the next two or three weeks. The frustrating thing watching him play last week is he, he was probably Newcastle's best middle for the first 22 minutes and then got pulled for some reason, which made no sense. He loves an offload. He always gets him on the front foot. And then for some reason, only played the last 20 minutes. Um, he got a 50A with a try, which is which is nice, but I just don't think if he doesn't get that try, it's not sustainable. Even with the break-even of five in the next two or three weeks, you'll find he's either back on the bench or playing New South Wales Cup. Mm-hmm. I found that strange, hey, because because yeah, he scored a seventy-five in New South Wales Cup the game prior, and he actually he, got, he locked into this game. And I told the chat, I said, Jack John is on for fifty plus before the game started, and yeah, sure enough, he got there. But yeah, it just he spent so much time on the bench, off the bench, on the bench. Sorry, like he was on the track for a good 80, 80 uh, point score, but uh, yeah, for some reason, few, few Newcastle medals that actually like to offload as well. Mm. So yeah, I think they look odd. like a better team. They look like a way better team with him on, but yeah, for some reason they just decide to go elsewhere and leave him on the bench for most of the second half. But yeah, it's mm. unfortunate. But yeah, it's probably a good avoid there, especially like you said with all those players coming back. And uh, yeah, I did have um, Leo Thompson, another Knights player, as a trade. But yeah, I'm just still thinking with all these Knights players coming in. Geez, this is hard. Just it's just hard to pick a player. It's just. Can someone – someone needs yeah. to create a podcast so we can listen to him so we can just <laughs> can use it. Yeah, in the chat earlier, Ray, talking about Leo Thompson and, and all these players coming back and it made you think twice now, eh? Yeah, it's just yeah, – I know. It's just, I'm just torn. <laughs> yep. uh, Kyle, yep. who's your yep. avoid for this week? Yeah, I mean, moving back to 5'8 from fullback, Adam Dewey. Um, you know, just, just be aware, don't jump on him right away. I mean, yes, his stats at, at – at 5'8", a hell of a lot better than they are at fullback. Uh, but I just, uh, he's still got that, still, you know, he's got that slight toe injury. I think we've just got to just not jump too quickly. You know, he's he's still still got a 74BE this week. They take on the Eels, uh, who we know, you know, they, they are leaking a bit of points. They are leaking points, but they are pretty sound defensively. And it'll be, he'll be up against, uh, be up against a pretty good defensive 5'8", uh, and Edge and Sean Lane and Dylan Brown. So, you know, I, I think uh, the Dylan Brown is, is, as I said, a very good defensive half. He won't probably fall for a lot of Adam Dewey's little uh, 
a little uh, plays that, that he likes to play and he'll be straight on him pretty quickly. And so uh, Sean Lane, I would imagine. So I just think we need to just hold out on Dewey. Just watch him a couple of weeks, let his price drop a little bit. And then I think um, if he gets down below that 600 or around the 600 odd mark, yes, even a bit lower, I think that might be the time to jump on once uh, once he's sort of settled back into that 5-8 role and we're pretty certain he's going to stay there and not be rotated back to fullback. And for those sorry suckers that actually have Adam Dewey... <laughs> Like uh, yours truly and myself, um, what would you suggest? <laughs> what would you suggest there? Um, oh, I think he's a hold. I don't think you sell him. I think he's still a hold. Uh, I, going back to, I mean, maybe owners might have liked him to play fullback one more week to get the jewel. Um, but I just think he's a hell of a lot better at five eight, isn't he? You know, um, don't don't. Um, yeah, I would definitely wouldn't be selling him. I know there's a lot of people that have talked about it, but I just don't think now is the time to sell. You might as well just hold on now that he's back at five eight. Yeah, I, I still think there is potential for him to still get the jewel next next week. Yeah, it's an interesting um, chat there, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I still think there's, a, there's a, a slight chance. I know that they have the, the um, criteria that they need to have, but mm. they've also in the past given players the DPP who sort of haven't who's been outside that criteria. So I think the fact that he he has had winger fullback half in the past could be another telltale sign. He did play with fullback and. Who knows what's happening at the Tigers? So hopefully, fingers crossed, <laughs> if we see Dewey there, hold him for this week. But then I've got the dilemma of next week, I was, the plan was to sell Adam Dewey to get Hines in. If Adam yep. Dewey gets that DPP, I'm like, who the hell do I sell to get him in? Yeah, so yep. I'm torn. You held yeah. Cleary, didn't you, Andy? You held Cleary, eh? Nah, I binned the chin. Oh, did but you? I oh, bin- you did bin the chin. I, oh, that's right, I, bin the, yes. I bin the chin to get the wing in. So that's right. technically, they've actually scored pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't been yeah. captaining SJ. <laughs> so that's a problem. And it's going to find it hard. To, oh, it's easy to bring SJ in, but it's very hard to captain SJ. I'd say. Still a little bit of doubt, eh? Yeah, just that little bit. You never know. <laughs> like I said, how long can they hold this up for? All right. Uh, well, that's. Yeah, I like your confidence. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, thanks for your insight on uh, buy, hold, sell, avoid, lads. That's. That was some great, great um, intel there. Now it's time for our overs unders chat. So we've got first off, speaking of the man, the man himself, Sean Johnson. We've got Sean Johnson versing the Knights. I've got him at sixty fantasy points. So big, big Shawnee. Do you think he's going to be over or under sixty fantasy points? I think under this week. He'll still get a 50, but I think with that extra travel that they've been doing lately, it'd just be a little bit underdone, and the Warriors in general might struggle a little bit. Are you concerned that, that, about that boot, or you trust the fact it was just a cork and it was just extra precaution for the flight? Yeah, just just precaution. He kind of had a dig at the physio, I think, so it should be all good. Uh, Kyle, what do you reckon? Under 60 or over 60? Uh, I'm going to keep riding the SG train, although I don't own him. I think he's going to go under, but I still think the Warriors win. Ride the S trade chain and then say under. What's yep. he, where's your loyalty? Come on, no, 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 no. The loyalty's still with the Warriors, of course. I just, as I said, <laughs> with Timidi Martin back as well, I think that he'll just um, take a little bit of weight off his chain this week because of the the schedule they've had in the past three, four weeks. You know, and with Timidi not playing last week, he's probably had a little bit of a week off, so he might better take a little bit more of the reins. I think he actually had a taste of. Um, of being the, the difference there in that game. I think he's actually going to excel. I'm going to go choo-choo, bitches, and ride the train <laughs> and go overs. I'm going to go overs for Sean Johnson, 60. So, uh, next player. 
So that was two for under, one for over. Mm. Okay, Harry Grant, and this is the interesting one here, Harry Grant versus Stor- uh, the Roosters. But it's not. I don't think that's a battle here. It is going to be Harry Grant versus Brandon Smith. That, that's the that's the decent. That's why I'm captaining Harry Grant this this week. You got a point to prove, and it's sixty three. I've got him at. I think over pretty easily. He looked really good last week. He seemed to run it a lot more, and I think in a, a tighter game, it might be the difference for the Storm as well. Oh. You're the same? Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, I definitely think over, mate. You know, uh, he cuts out those negatives, or he just cuts them down. He's going to score easily over 63, and he sure showed it last week. He scored so well, and he still had plenty of negatives. So I think fairly easily over 63. Yeah, I think you've seen. I don't know if you've seen that interview with Christian Welch after the game. He basically just pointed at Bramson Smith and targeted him. So I think it's going to be <laughs> chaos. There's going to be chop city, and Harry Grant's just going to take care of that uh, tied forwards and just scoot in the centre. So I'm going over yep. as well. So that's everyone over, old Harry Grant. Uh, oh, this one's a bit of a, a bit of sweet for you. Lockie Miller versus the Waz at 51. We reckon, Shawnee? I think, I think over as well. It doesn't really matter who he plays. He seems to score really well. He's got that little push-off uh, tackle break that we all love that Teddy's pretty known for, and if he keeps kicking goals, it should be yeah, an easy 51 most weeks. Kyle, you the same, same Brian? Yeah, player? I definitely think over 51, but I reckon he's probably only going to kick like one or two goals. <laughs> <laughs> showing, showing his true heart there. Oh, I think over as well. I think, um, yeah, did we all expect Lockie to be this good? I knew in the trials, he just looked very damaging with the ball, and he had just loved that sort of tackle break ability, like you said, yep. the, the palm off. Yep. I did not yep. expect him to be this good. You know, I thought he was close to turning up on the weekend. So hmm. uh, he's going to be a, a stellar pickup for everyone this year. Yeah, definitely. He was always uh, going to be good with. He was always going to be good with the tackle busts and run meters. You know, that's solid good attacking stats right there. And if you're going to get run, yeah. you know, tackle busts, you know, they're in your plenty. So I just think he was always going to be fairly good. But as I said, I didn't think he'd be this good. And no, he's got that confidence where easy, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got that confidence where like. And there's there's Toro Sloan who catches the ball off the kick and decides to pass it to the winger, you know, and for him to take a hit up. Whereas Lockie yep. Miller's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm I'm taking oh. this. Like, yep. I'm getting paid to do this. That's what my my role is. But I guess he's probably got the the stronger body frame for that too. I guess so. No, nah, but yeah. yeah, I'm over as well. That's all. Everyone over. I like it. All right, can the Hosking man? Can he continue it? I've got him versus Manly at fifty five. Can he? Continue this run of form that he's on. 55, yeah. I think it'll be another attacking game. He runs a really nice line. I think it is Schuster on his edge as well, who might struggle a little Ooh. bit to keep up with him. So yep. he'll either mm. get through or get some offloads to Cleary. I think, yeah, good 55 here. Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. And no one else to say. Kyle, you're saying? Yeah I, yeah, I think so as well. Tulangi is known for a few missed tackles, as is Halmoli. So I don't think it really matters what side Hosking is on. I think he'll uh, he'll still gain a few tackle busts against either or. So, um, yeah, I think he, he goes over 55, uh, around 60, 61, I think, for Zach Hosking. Yeah, look, I'm over as well. I might need to um, do a bit more analysis on my prediction <laughs> of scores because I'm just going overs. Uh, last but not least, we've got Maddo at lock, and I've got him here at a 61 fantasy points. So then this one probably a little bit closer to, to the boat, but what are your thoughts, Sean? I think 
just under even push if I could. But yeah, 59.60. I think you'll get maybe 65 minutes and go at about a PPM and then have a couple little demerits in there. But I'm looking forward to seeing him play this week. Yeah, same here, same here. Kyle, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm probably going to buy Meadow this week, but I think he goes over 60. Ooh, Especially okay. against the Tigers, they're a pretty soft middle. Over 60, but what about over 61? Oh, sorry, <laughs> over 61 then. <laughs> okay, oh, just, just wanted to confirm, that's all. No, I think he's going to be right on there. I think he's going to be right on 61. I think Sean's probably right. He's probably going to hit his PPM, play about 66 minutes, and have a yeah have two or three demerits and, and be right on that 60 to 61 frame. But, yeah, look, he was touted to be locked starting the season anyway. So I think mm. this is his natural preferred position. And last season, he actually scored more off the bench. But I think we're going to see a big a big game from Meadow and also a big season from Meadow. All right, that's for overs and unders. Um, what learnings from that is Andy to do better assessments of scoring for players to make it harder. <laughs> you too, because that would seem too easy. Actually, Meadow, the last one wasn't too bad. Uh, all right, we're just going to go, before we go rapid fire, we're just going to go over our trap team trades. So this week, um, we're trading out Tricky Trindle and Will Kennedy, and we're picking up Isaac, Isaac Tungo and Cody Nicarima. So uh, what are your, are your thoughts? Do you think that's a pretty smart move there? I, obviously, I think um, I think with Nicarima, he's had to be a trap because he's there at the six. He hasn't really been shot, like hit the lights out. He wasn't even the preferred half, but he's just there for a fill-in. Do you think he's going to um, going to be a trap, or is he going to be a decent buy? Because I know a few people have probably got questions on him. What do you reckon there, Cole? Uh, yeah, I reckon he's a trap. Man. He's never been fantasy relevant. I'll see a few people putting up the averages of him playing at half 32, 33. If you've got a half in your side, that especially you want someone like Cody Nicarima, you want something a lot better than that. He's never really been fantasy relevant. I don't ever think he's going to be especially not uh, the way the Dolphins are going right now. They're starting to uh, slide down the hill, unfortunately. Yeah, same thoughts, Sean? Yeah, he's a massive trap. Um, I think he's got a 30 break-even, so he's not even going to make cash this week. And then three weeks' time, the mill's back. You probably only get 50k of it. I mean, it's just a big hole in your team. Yeah, I think this is probably the best chance to either get, if you haven't got Isaiah, just get him into your team. He's been in the team. He's he, Last year, it took a moan. A couple of um, a couple of games to actually find his feet. I feel like it's this could be the same for Katoa. So yeah, I think if you're going to pick two, one of the two halves, get Katoa instead of um, Kunikarima. And I think Tango scored a big eighty. Um, I don't think he's going to be doing that every week. And they have tr- dropped off a bit. And yeah, I just don't think you're going to be scoring that. But hey, if he scores well, at least a trap team would do well. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, mate. It's it's the good old chasing last week's points. Correct. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're going to lose a lot of fancy point, a lot of money if you, if you're doing that, and just try and predict it instead of actually chasing. You know, go for <laughs> your, your fallen guns instead. Maybe you should captain uh, them as well. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to rapid fire segment. So first one here is probably two cheapies that people might be keen on. We've got Hame Sele and Isaac Fasuma Alawi. What are your thoughts there, Sean? I have a massive look at baby Tino, but looking at the Titans bench, I'd probably go with him. Him and uh, Hamasele should score pretty similar. Um, And then just at a little bit of a cheap price point, I think he's the way to go. And he's worked his way into that team, so I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. 
What about you, Kyle? I'll go Hamasele. I just think he's a bit more proven than uh, Young Cleese. Oh, than um, Young, Young Tino. Uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, just proven. Um, bit more, bit more of a um, bit more numbers on him than there is on on Young Tino. I'm I'm taking the punt with um with Isaac. I reckon. I, I think obviously Hamasele did did uh, get a 41 from 47 minutes, but I think uh, Isaac got. F- 37 from 48 minutes. And, mm. and like I said earlier, I think if they're only missing a, a Jamin Joloff, so and he's out to around 17. So I think, like Sean said, he's there by choice. And um, yeah, they, he might give... Everyone's calling Little Tino. Instead <laughs> of the old big channel, I like that. So I might give uh, Little Tino a point there. And, and also 253K. So yeah, I'm, I'm going with him. All right, next one here. So we got who you reckon is going to score more points this week? Isaac Thompson or... Will William Warbrick? Just so you can loop, Andy. <laughs> so he's again? doing it for the benefit of his. Just so you can loop. No, this is going to be a lot of people. I haven't got Isaac Thompson. I haven't got him. Uh-huh. So, but I do have William Warbrick. So yes, this is very beneficial <laughs> to me, but also to everyone else who owns him as well. I think Will Warbrick will score better. I don't think either one's probably you want in your seventeen. I think Thompson. He'll be marked up against Avrilly, not the best defender, but the Bulldogs have been sliding really well and be solid out there with Waddell and Warbrick might get as many attacking opportunities against the Roosters, but I'll stick with Warbrick just because of better base stats over the past few weeks. Warbrick has 37% ownership and Thompson has 14% ownership. So still a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of people who own both those two, but I think you you could be right there with Warbrick. You on the same, on the same thoughts there, Kyle? Yeah, man, I was just having a look and just seeing as said who they matched up against. Yeah, Isaac Thompson against Avarillo on that side with uh, Carraz. So Carraz could burn him. Carraz is a, such a solid attacker. Uh, I think he'd probably burn Isaac Thompson. I, yeah, I'm leaning towards Warbrick as well. He just started looking a bit more uh, more involved in the last few weeks, so he's going to get plenty of decent um, kick return meters. Um, and, and as he just looks more involved, looks a little bit more dangerous than I think I Isaac th- Thompson. I think you've been can be happy with both. I feel like because mm. I actually when you you mentioned Avrilo and Avrilo actually has he's in the top fifty for missed tackles, um, along with four uh, other yep. Bulldogs players. So Isaac Thompson could actually um, have a bit of a field day there. So it's tough uh, if you could loop both of them. <laughs> Maybe try and try and do that technique if you got <laughs> both. So yeah, use that use that one there. And the last one here we've got. Uh, we've got Jack Bird versus Katoni Stags. I'm going to go with Jack Bird, I think. Yeah, way safer, way safer option there. Um, as we mentioned before, Katoni's struggling a little bit with that attacking stats, and Bird played really well on the weekend. He had a little bit of time on the edge, but still, I think he got 80 minutes, right? Yeah, he got 80. That's, yeah, that's, that's so, a good, yeah. good showing for him. If he can be your center, then happy days. And I suppose, Kyle, from hearing your, um, your trade out from Katoni Stags, I think you're on the same train. Yeah, definitely, Jack Bird. I think um, I think Jared Croker's going to school up Stags this week. The young gun versus the old old dog. The old bull. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he'll I reckon he'll look after Mister Stags this week. First I'm game sure back thought... in the, of the season two, he'll be wanting to prove something. Well, it also actually, I think I heard Ricky saying that he's going to be one of the players they're trying to clean out. So, yeah, hopefully he can get to his um to one of his miles hundred three hundred games. Yeah, yeah. So nine games. I think he's at two ninety one. I think it is. Yeah, so Ricky, just give him nine games, then you can clean him out so he can retire. You know? <laughs> He'll just give him 299 and then drop him. 
Yeah, oh, bro. You he almost would, fuck. Yeah. He, would he would. He's that kind of coach. He's that kind of that coach. Guy. That guy. Thanks uh, for coming. Look, that, that's it for Rapid Fire uh, this week. So we'll get on to the questions. Um, first one here off the rank. Kyle, I've given you the first sign off the rank. You've done well, so I'm going to give you the first one. Uh, we've got Nick Drysdale. Hey, boys, thoughts on Ikatoa to one of Robson or Maddo? Oh, I think I already know where you're leaning here, Kyle. Thinking I could hold the trade until next week, but want to hear your thoughts. Both obviously great for buys, and I'm leaning Maddo, but we're just worried about what minutes he gets this week where, and where he plays. Yeah, so I said about uh, Maddo being a buy, but I don't think Ali Katoa is a sell. You need to, mm. I think you've got to hold on to him longer. Wait until the Storm have their buy in round nine. I just don't think you want to be jumping off Ali Katoa yet. He's been pretty good, and I've been pretty vocal on my opinion on Ali Katoa that I think he's a hold and a, probably a keeper, someone you probably want to hold for pretty much all of the year. Um, and that does give you that free uh, look at, at Ryan Madison this week, especially holding Katoa. He's not a sell, and I think you can watch Maddo uh, this week just to see how it plays out with all their, back, uh, their backs back there again. Yeah, nice, great, great analysis there. All right, we've got Ella Fionati. This one's for you, Sean. How many chances do I give to Now he's back in the halves. Do I trade him now to ease my anxiety or keep the bro to further enhance my anxiety and risk it to get the biscuit? I love this question, Ella. Very nice. I think you've got to let your anxiety live a bit, little bit. Give him, give him one more week at 5 8. <laughs> If he if he doesn't work out, get Nico Hines next week. You know you might lose forty k, but you get Nico Hines in, or you've got Adam Dwayne back, who's scoring great. Yeah, I feel like his motto is one more. We'll give him one more. That's yeah. that's his one. He's saying that in round twenty six. Oh, one more. <laughs> I'm still uh, are we we're sticking with you, Sean? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we're sticking with you here, Sean. We've got Matthew David this week. Carrigan to Selly. Marnie to Braley leaves me with the cash to go. Dory to Hind with nine nine k in the bank. Lots of cash to leave in the bank. Yes, a little wary on Selly given the front row crisis at South, but we expect him to get a good bench roll. Good value after the HIA question mark. Nah, Selly's good value, but I think his BE is still twenty eight, so you could give him one more week. He's not going to get away from you too much. It gives you a chance to see how Carrigan goes this week. If he doesn't score well, then you make that trade next week. And you, you must have heaps of cash. You get Hines another yeah. way next week, surely, because Dory's price isn't going to go anywhere if he doesn't play. Yep. Well, yeah. I, I, am I correct me if I'm wrong? But we get three trades next week, don't we? Yeah. Like he could do all trades. three. Yep. So he could do so, all three next week. I think so if you get no cash in the bank, you could get Hines some way. But yeah, mm-hmm. this week just make the one. Get rid of cardboard shoulders and bring in titanium shoulders. I guess Braley, <laughs> he doesn't miss. <laughs> yes, titanium shoulders, but not a titanium Achilles. <laughs> uh, this one's for me we'll go Hayden Arton uh, Ayrton thoughts on Joey Manu Manu sorry with T's concussion history are we expecting him to be out for a while no origin and the brothers carve up when he's back when he's at the back he do, look he does have a he did a big last, he had a big year last year big Manu and he's absolute weapon playing fullback but and even when he actually played in center coming back he actually played well but he's already lost 58k already and has a break even of 58 uh well, maybe that might not be wrong uh but i think he'll probably wait a week you know like this is a very tough team they're coming up against you know it's going to be the vengeful game the brandon smith event all the plays for storm are going to be worked up to, to sort of um to, to play against 
old their old mate in Brandon Smith. So I feel like you could probably wait a week with Manu, but I do I don't mind the shout of, of Big Manu. And I, actually, boys, give me thoughts here. Do you reckon that Suwali limits he, uh, Manu's attacking? Style because he had to do everything when he was doing the halves. He was that roaming sort of player. But because Suwalu is such a big body on that centre, does that sort of mean that Manu doesn't have to go to that side? Or I think it still means Manu's Manu's still a very good carrier of the footy. You know, his kick returns. He's just so elusive. He's big and strong. He breaks tackles. I mean, it doesn't mean Manu has to go Suwalu's way every time. You know, he could go the other way. Um, I, I just. I think Joey Manu at fullback, it's a no-brainer that the Roosters are going to put him there. Uh, Robert did say that at the end of their last game that Manu was going to play there. I don't think it matters where Suwali is. It's not going to affect Joey Manu at all, I don't feel. Yeah, okay. I think I think you're right. But I think we're right in waiting a week there, for, uh, Hayden. Uh, all right. Kyle, this one's from Craig Tubby. Hey, boys. I've got two wacky trades in mind and wouldn't mind some advice. Uh, laughing... Tears face. Um, Reed and Dory to Braley and a 440k player, or Reed and Dory to Robson and Weeks. And he also has mentioned Happy Wacky Wednesday. Thank you, Craig Tubby. What are your thoughts there, Cole? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Craig. Uh, yeah, Reed and Dory. Now, yeah, I do like the move to Jaden Braley. Uh, it's a good, good buy planning in, in your case there. And Reed, I just think you've got to get off him. He's just missing way too many tackles for a hooker. Um, I would almost call him paper shoulders, not cardboard shoulders or rail <laughs> shoulders, because he just gets just like a turnstile now. And um, and then someone under four hundred and forty k. There's a there's a bit of a sprinkling of people you could have a look at, but there's not really any real decent players that are going to really give you uh, good scores. I mean, if you are going to get rid of Dory, you could look at someone like Selly. You don't have to play him. Obviously, you're not going to be playing him in your, your 17. So Selly could just have there to make a bit of, bit of cash generation. Um, I don't think he's going to lose any money. Um, and yeah, I definitely wouldn't be getting uh, doing that second one because I just think going to Kai Weeks is a bit of a wasted trade. Just wait until Turbo goes to Origin. I just don't think you want someone that sort of isn't really going to give you the the best output off the bench. And he's you know he's not a bench player. We know that he's a he's a fullback. So you probably wouldn't want to be jumping on him until he actually starts at fullback over Origin. No, that's good analysis there. All right, next up we've got Jack Gardner. Nathan Gardner's uh, brother, maybe? No, this one's for you, Sean. <laughs> uh, I'm moving Marnie to Braley for my first trade and torn over my second trade. Carrigan to Madison or Staggs to Leo Thompson, Hudson Young or Tyson Frizzell? What are your thoughts? Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Great question. Um, I think the f- first trade, no-brainer. Get Braley in. The second one, you could don't move Carrigan. As I mentioned, I think he's a hold. Stags, you potentially look to go to Frizzell, but the guys you listed are a bit of a risk. Um, Young and Frizzell are up and down, and either one could either get suspended or hurt at any moment, and Leo Thompson might see his minutes reduced a little bit as that strength pack becomes full strength. So maybe just look to make the one trade this week and reassess next week with three trades in the bank. Yeah, and no, I like your thoughts there. All right, um, Kyle, this one's for you from Ryan Nelson. We'll keep him, um, we'll go, we'll run our times, so we'll keep him short and sharp. Wilton to Robson or SJ, worth the trade or just save it? My main hooker is Grant. My edges are Preston, Hosking, Ford on the bench. Yeah, I like the trade up to Robson. Uh, I think uh, you're locking in a good hooker for those first two buy rounds. He averages 61.8 in 2023, whereas Wilton's only around the 50 points. Uh, Robson has mean as base, and he's got a nice mix of attack and stats. Only scored two tries as well. Uh, so I think going up to Robson, it's a real good play. 
Nice, I like it. Uh, Sam Hayes, this is for you, Sean. Is Jaden Campbell worth a go? No. He's 48 break-even this week, so he's not catches and go anywhere. And I think the injury report from the Titans was AJ will be back week eight to nine, so you're not going to make enough cash to get anything out of him. If you want some points, potentially, but I'd stay away. But he's a go-in draft, so pick him up. 100%. Uh, Hoang fam, this one's for me. Best cheapies under 350k besides Nick Riemer and AKP. So I've got here Hamo Selly at 298k. Possibly Carl Lawton, maybe at 290k, but it's probably best to give him a week and see what his minutes after the bench are because he will be spending a lot of time off the bench because he's got um, Ben Turbo, who's out for a couple of um, a couple of weeks. So could have a good showing there, but yeah, just wait there. Isaiah Katoa, still at 277k and with no dominant half. So jump on a train with the 52% of people who have him. You know what I mean? So you might as well go there. Or the one we've been raving about this this uh, pod, Isaac Fasuma Alawi at 253k. And I, I, like, I might be bringing him to, in my team this week. So, yeah, in, in my um, my four cheapies. Uh, Andre Fataki. Fatiaki, sorry, mate. Uh, Kyle, lads, just a few queries for you. Is Hopgood or Cardi a sell? Thoughts on Madison or Jay King to replace the above? Three, Teddy Gehold or sell? Or four, who who to choose between Sloan or Perham? Yeah, I said so. Hopgood's definitely a hold. Uh, uh, Cardi, I think you can milk him for another week, but uh, and if you can loop him, do that because I'm just not quite sure where Cardi lies this week. He was a little bit ordinary last week. Uh, Madison or Josh King? Uh, if you could go Cardi to Madison, I think that's a really nice upgrade. I'd do that if you if you think Cardi has maxed out. Um, I still think he's got a little bit to make. Um, uh, and yeah, Maddo will be good for buys. Um, and um, for Josh King, I still just still can't get him in because he's just still feel to me he's too trappy. He's been very good, but I think he's almost maxed out in price, so there's no value. Teddy's definitely a hold. He's a gun. Don't let him go. And I definitely think Sloan over Pyram. He's just far more fantasy relevant than what Hayes Pyram is. He does do a good job, but his fantasy output compared to Sloan isn't as good. Very nice. And that wraps us up for round sick wacky Wednesday. Um, that was a good session, boys. That was good. This is like a, we got we're missing one player for the main crew, but we're almost back to full strength. But that was a pretty full strength podcast. I really like that. That was good. Cold, very, very well done. You, you came back with a vengeance, almost like a bit of a Harry Grant against Brandon Smith um, <laughs> th- this weekend. So maybe this is a prediction of this week's scores. But uh, Sean, how do you feel? How do you feel, Kyle went? Yeah, good. I, I kind of feel like Zach Hoskins at the moment, and he's um, Liam Martin just waiting in the wings to take the, my spot back. <laughs> I'm just coming well, back we'll from injury, boys. Yeah. Well, I guess, okay, this, this is what we'll do. So if Kyle is Liam Martin, we've got Sean as uh, Zach Hoskins. The, the, the telltale sign for see who is the main man next week will be who actually gets that edge spot. <laughs> and if, and if, they, if they both get the edge spot, then you're both equal main man. That's, you know, that might be actual play. <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's it. That's it for us on uh, Wacky Wednesday round round six. Thank you for listening. Um, and catch us later. Do you want to say bye to the listeners, guys? Have a good evening, guys. Thank you. And have a good look at Ryan Madison. Sean? Awesome. Cheers, guys. Enjoy your Easter. Um, hold trades. If you feel like trades feel a bit dodgy, don't push it. Nice. I, I thought Kyle was going to say go the Wars, but uh, yeah, he didn't. So well and done, that, mate. And then go the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go Isaac Thompson. You. All right. See you, listeners.